Shalom, shalom, hallelujah, Shabbat shalom. For this is the day that the Most High made, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Greetings, just as a servant of the Most High. Extremely excited today about what the Most High has been doing. And I will not be before you long. However, uh, the Most High just impressed some things upon me specifically with being separated or separation if you will which is the title of this message so um let's go forth in the word hallelujah and i have we're gonna be in the book of genesis i'm gonna reference genesis um a few times but specifically we're gonna come uh, from the book of Genesis, mainly uh, the first and second chapters, and we will um, get a couple of verses in the 12th chapter making points, and you may hear me quote uh, scripture, if it's not verbatim, it is in there, I have passed the battle to help me, and uh, to, to help me get where I need to be, if I indeed ask, so um, I appreciate uh, the spirit of the Most High in Pastor Battle, my husband, in allowing me to, to flow freely because I'm not like him. I don't teach like him, but I am one with him. Amen. Hallelujah. So I have come to learn that the Most High has called his own, those who receive him, to a point of separation. If we start in the book of Genesis, the bare sheet, which in and of itself, if you know anything about Hebrew, means in the beginning. Amen. Now, uh, I may do a little different, so just hang with me. We're going we're gonna, to make a point. It won't take me long to do it. In the beginning, the Most High spoke into existence and created some things. And the first thing I want to bring out is, the separation of light and darkness in and of itself is self-explanatory. We now see uh, the results of that spiritually and naturally. I think on the first day, he actually uh, separated light, which is or, if you will, the truth. And darkness, if you will, uh, whole shack or chaos from each other. So there will be a distinct difference of light and day truth and lies amen as as he goes on he separates the water from the land separating water from the land he also uh put uh fourth day i believe the uh sun and the moon and the uh stars in the sky so that they would help govern his people you know as they do today a lesser light for the night and a greater light for the day Oh, man, you all bear with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to, I want to get to Genesis 1, 26 through 27. And if I could have Pastor Battle read that for me, it would help me greatly. Genesis 1. Genesis 1, 26 through 27. <clears throat> Then God said, let us make humankind in our image, in the likeness of ourselves, and let them rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, 
the animals, and over all the earth, and over every crawling creature that crawls on the earth. So God created humankind in his own image, and the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay, we're going to work with chapter, verse 26 for just a minute. It, it, and it's said by, um, I think it's Rambam, one of the philosophers, um, in reference to, then Yah said, let us make humankind in our image and likeness. And there he elaborated on image and likeness because most people stumble over the fact, okay, Yah is a spirit. So how does he look? Then we get Yeshua was the embodiment of the Most High. So we get we give a physical example of man. But what is being referred here uh, about likeness and image is his morality, his ability to choose. Amen. So, with that being said, keep in mind we're supposed to be a separated people. So if in the beginning these attributes of the Most High are placed in us from creation and we begin to look around now if he were to come back could he find himself separation are we truly walking as separated believers of the most high all right in verse 27 it says so y'all created humankind in his own image and in the image of Yah, he created him, male and female, he created them. So it's safe to say just after a little study that Adam and, well, Adam and Eve or Adam and um, Hava were already created in the beginning. They really were. It was just a process, finished starting them, backed them up put him asleep and brought her, brought her out of him. But in the beginning, they were already created. So I want to address the fact that most people that deal with sin and we hear about a lot of sexual perversion and we got to talk about it because that's what is most prevalent. Not that embezzlement, uh, not that self-conceit and self-righteousness is not prevalent. It is, it has always been. But the, the, the enormity of sexual perversion is just at an all-time high. So, with that being said, I want to address this. Most people that say that they're born that way, born that way or gay, lesbian, um, men loving men, women loving men, women, this is not scriptural backing for that. I've heard, I saw a video. Well, if y'all created them in the beginning, both male and female, then he was inside of her. So, that means uh, most human beings can be born with both genitals. Now, science say that certain things like that has happened, but that does not mean that it is normal. If you look on, as we read on, and if you study on, you see how God specifies separation. It's also known as being distinguished. So, while I'm talking on this point, there's a big distinguishment between male man and female man. Amen. Separation. All right. Okay, uh, moving kind of fast. I do want to bring this out. And being created in the image of the Most High and after His likeness, I also stated that that's our morality, the ability to reason, and also from a standpoint of worship. 
Y'all created us, breathed his neshama into us, gave us a soul that when we get to, and I'm, I feel like I'm running fast because I'm saying things and points that I'm going to get to next. But we learned that on the sixth day or the seventh day when he commanded us to rest because he set aside that day was so that in scripture, and I'll, and I'll get you to turn to it in just a second. Let me just find it. In scripture, it said that we're to rest so that it could yield itself uh, a produce. Two and start at two and one, Pastor Battle. Yes, sir. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, along with everything in them. On the seventh day, God was finished with his work which he had made. So he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Continue. Yes. God blessed the seventh day and separated it as holy, because on that day God rested from all his works which he had created. So that it itself could produce. All right. Separation. In separation, we as believers, because I, I, I teach like this. Anybody that come in contact with me, uh, if you're not a believer, you live by a whole nother set of standards and morals than I do. So you just may not get it. Not to say that you can't, but it takes confessing our sin, believing that the uh, Yeshua died for them and his blood redeems us. Then he gives us the embodiment of the Ruach HaKadosh, which opens up Torah, teaching scriptures to us so that we may understand. So uh, with that being said, the seventh day was set apart, distinguished. We're supposed to be a set-aside people to do a set-aside thing. It was set apart for us to rest and to worship the Most High. And if we're not doing that, you don't know that that day of rest is for you to yield produce, to give back to the Most High, uh, to also rest in the time of work that you spent those six days toiling, doing what you're doing. Chill. So, we are in and of ourselves as a separated people having a set aside day to worship the most high to give back to him bring ourselves back into remembrance bring our children's children back into remembrance of the beginning of what was called in the beginning of who we were in the beginning from the time of creation a set aside people that are supposed to be distinguished in their land uh, distinguish in their God, which is Yah Elohim, distinguish in their worship, hallelujah, and distinguish in their everyday life. And if we look around today and if we were to come back, do we see that type of distinguishment, that separation? Can we tell who's a believer from who's just in the church? Do we yield produce unto the most high from your money to your body to the things you own, land that you have? Do we do those things? And the question would be, uh, well, the answer would be that I've seen just by observation is no, for the most part, we don't. And we perish for the lack of knowledge and the knowledge I'm giving us today. You probably heard it before in a different form. But if you are not distinguished 
bearing the marks of the most high, the seal or the uh, the seal of the new covenant, the embodiment of his rock, HaKadosh, which is shown in your everyday life because you are obedient. According to scripture, it says when we have the spirit of, of the most high, we are mindful of his things. We are led by his spirit. Amen. Amen. So the question is today, are we separated? Are you separate? Is there separation? You know, it comes up a lot. Separation about, you know, church and state. That never was the will of the most high. He is to govern everything. There is nothing except he allow it to be that exists. So we, not only are we in error, but I think a lot of us don't want to be separated. We want to find excuses to assimilate, to stay uh, amongst the world. Or to continue to be a lookalike. Or an almost. It is a, it's an honor and a privilege to be separated and distinguished for the work of the Most High. But yet it's challenging. And it takes discipline to do that. And we're going to see, we're going to go on and see where Adama, he failed. He failed at the separation. Interestingly... As we continue to read, <clears throat> um, could you read um, 2 and 15? Sure. <clears throat> it says, Adonai God took the person and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. Adonai God gave the person this order. You may eat freely from every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Stop. Thank you. Another separation. Y'all making clear distinction of what to do and what not to do. And a lot of times when if we slow down and read the word of Torah and scriptures for what it is and not necessarily read into it, It'll begin to show, uh, speak as for what it is, you know, and I, for years, and I'm speaking for myself, listen to what was preached to me, what I even have a master's in theology for someone else's curriculum uh, that they had, uh, you know, sat down and got a council to a council together, but it's based on a lot of their traditions. And it brought me to know because I had to relearn and get an understanding of what's truly being said. All of this from the beginning. Yah is making distinction, setting premises for his people, for his land, and how they are to worship him and carry on their everyday lives. Separate, distinct. I'm not saying don't reach out to save your brother. If one is crying to not take ear, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a believer, how can you, if you're sick, how if you, if you're lopsided, how if you, if your uh, house is not built on a foundation that's a solid rock and it's shaky, how can you adhere to the one that's crying except you have distinguished who you serve and who you are? It all matters. Amen. Keep reading. He, he told them to do something, not to do something. And it was extremely specific because it bear harsh consequences. Except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You are not to eat from it because on the day that you eat from it, 
it will become certain that you will die. <clears throat> As not God said, it isn't good. Okay, I'm sorry. You can stop. Now, kind of in a finished start state. Um, we know that Adam, well, Eve, actually took from the tree. And the blame game goes on and on. Her and the serpent commune. Her and the serpent chatted. You know, I don't necessarily know. And this is just me. You can't find a book or a Bible reference book that's going to tell you like this. And they chatted. And he began to plant seed. And as he began <clears throat> to plant seed and she was enticed by the bait of her own lust, you know, entertaining it, things began to look different. The distinguishment began to dwindle because of the, the distinguishment that Yah uh, gave Adam and Haval was the spirit. They knew him spiritually, even though he gave them uh, bodies to be housed in. It was a glory like no other. And, and, and Yah says it himself, he's giving you everything you need in the garden. Separation has brought us from the garden to Yeshua to the cross and then dispersed. If anybody understands what I'm saying, in reference to the Hebrews, the Israelites, separation, the lack of separation. Well, not separating yourselves. Let me say it like that. Got us thrown out of the garden. Harsh labor upon us. Women bearing children in childbirth to Yeshua. Having to give up himself upon the cross to breach that gap to reconcile us back to the most high. And even after doing all that, there were even patriarchs in between, you know, not negating what Abraham did for he was the, uh, the first ancestor or, um, <clears throat> the first true ancestor that y'all recognized because of his obedience. And we'll get to him in chapter 12 of Genesis, uh, that actually moves on command. And became separate. He had to leave his home. You know, leave your father's land. You know, get, get from there. Because I got something that I want to do through you. And to this day, he's known as the father of many nations. His descendants are numerous as the seashore. So, with that being said, and we'll get back to autumn. Separation can lead you to... Being remembered in history for the work we've done in the Most High and in the Most High's name, or according to Scripture, that that the the separation, the lack of separation, and being obedient can get you cast away in the end times when they run to him say, "Master, Master, Lord, Lord, I cast out demons. Oh, I heal the sick. I raise the dead." And he's gonna look at them. And say, be from me, you workers of lawlessness or Torahlessness, which you find in the beginning you must have to understand why you need to remain separated. Remain distinguished for the work of the Most High. Adam. Adam and Eve and the serpent, they all played the blame game. But as we see 
the command, I'm going to say it like that, the command or the instruction was given to who? Adam. Adam. At this point, I want to talk about us getting instructions from the Most High. And we look to our wife to do A, B, C, D. We look to the pastor to do A, B, C, D. We look to our best friend that we're always on the phone with to do A, B, C, D. Not knowing they're going to be the ones that lead you down the path of destruction. Have you removed from where y'all initially planted you? So, I'm, I'm going to say it this way without being too harsh. I'm blunt, but not as blunt as Pastor Battle. <laughs> Straightforward. Um, we make excuses for our decision making. We make excuses not to be disciplined. We make excuses why we don't want to come out from amongst them. And even in 2 Corinthians, and it's a different situation, what tells them to come out from amongst them, you know, be not associated with the unclean thing. We make excuses for that. And we think those exceptions are okay. We think that we will remain in the place of, 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 of majesty or in the place around the throne or in the presence of the Most High, not being distinguished. Being distinguished bears a cost. And not being distinguished bears a cost, but I would much rather bear the one for righteousness sake than to end up in, in damnation or out of the presence of the Most High forever. Being separate, having separation, being distinguished bears a cost that Adam, you know, once he was approached uh, and the most I asked him, Adam, Adam, you know, in the cool of the evening, he come through there. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And mind you, I pointed out. That Adam and Havel knew y'all spiritually. Spiritually. And what could not be found was the pureness of spirit. The distinction of holiness that he had given them. I know we have the fig leaves being wrapped. Uh, many things, have, many studies have uh, come from that. Many de uh, theologians have derived to different conclusions. But the truth is, it's where... Are we in spirit? Do we truly have the embodiment and the feeling of the rook that only the one and only eternal living Elohim can give us? Or do we have that one that has been man-made, mimicked, uh, churchified, if you will, tradition of men, and he hid Perfectness, maturity, distinction, holiness has no reason to hide. It has always been the will of the Most High, even in using our, the great patriarch Moses. The bush burning. Man within. He said, when you come up here, take your shoes off. Why? In separation, trans, holiness transfer. Everything, the essence, the character, the experience, the fire, the consuming fire, the cleanser, the, the, you know, the paradigm shift, the infilling, 
when he stepped over there, placed his feet on holy ground with the soles, you know, with his soles of his feet there. Everything was transferred to him. Separation. He was set aside, distinguished from that point, and Yah confirmed it. He affirmed him. When we separate ourselves for the will of the Most High, there are a lot of things that transpire for our favor. I didn't say we wouldn't have tests or trials. I didn't say that it would be a glorious road or ride. And we have Yeshua to show us that because he did it all the way to the stake. Rose and got up and now have all power in his hand. Sit at the right hand of the Hargavah. He has it. But guess what he promised us? If we're willing to walk in that separation and that distinction, he said that he would give us that same power. Hallelujah. That rose up Yeshua from the dead, quickened his mortal body. Where is it and where should it reside? In the house of the believer, the separated one, the distinguished one, which Adam failed. But I won't leave us there. In being separated, in being distinguished, we had a greater one. Hallelujah, that Yah himself was preparing the way for. Even John the Baptist spoke about it. Yeshua. And with the greatest, greatest example ever, I admonish us to walk as Yeshua walked. To adhere to the message he taught. Not the miracles, not the fame, but the message he taught, which was, hey, repent, turn. Because what the Most High winked at long ago, he no longer is winking at now. And he's commanding all men to turn and repent everywhere, every crack, every crevice. North, south, east, and west, every tongue, every culture, every ethnicity has an opportunity to be separate and to be distinguished, carrying out the works of the Most High. Hallelujah. So we thank the Most High for what Yeshua did. He was obedient even unto the stake. He said that way. And if you say cross, because I understand that I understand. He was obedient. And in separation and distinguishment, obedient comes like water flows off a, a cliff. We willingly do it. We willingly do it. I'm your servant, O oh master. Not trying to be your superstar. Not trying to have fame or fortune. Not trying to have ill intentions. Hidden motives. See, separation and distinction would uh, get you to rid yourself of things such as that. In the beginning, I told you he separated light and darkness, which is an example of his truth and lies or, or in chaos. He separated it intentionally. It is our job to seek out the matters of the Most High. Sometimes a king or the, our king conceals things. Oh, hallelujah. Mysteries that he desires for, us to, desires for us to go after. Pursue him. 
I mean a relentless pursuit of truth, a relentless pursuit of a, a love relationship where we are now separate and distinguished in one with him. And in thinking, the children of Israel out there in the wilderness 40 years, which could have took 40 days, and the whole mission was to get to the mountain so that they can be my people and that they can worship me. So whatever year that the Messiah cracks the sky or comes back, let me say it this way, the end result is that we get to the place that we can worship him and be his people, set apart, distinguish for his glory. We're doing all this for his glory. Amen. And I pray that I did not go over anybody's head or confuse anybody. But separation is important. Now, we, you know, yes, thank you. Thank you, Father. Go for it. A lot of us deal with a distorted view of what true separation is called by the Most High. As in, well, I've always been the black sheep of my family. Well, I've always been the black sheep in certain ministries. Well, it's all, you know, always happened to me. So you become reclusive. You're separating yourself for the wrong reason. But I speak to you today in faith and speak to your, to the, to your spirit, to the rook within you as believers. And if you're not a believer, that you would accept the most high and, and choose the separation and the distinguishment, that you would come out of that distorted view and truly begin to separate yourselves that the most high can use you so that you can, we can walk, you can walk in truth and in balance. Because there is a divine separation and election. It comes all the way from the beginning. Abraham was one. Moses was one. Israel, Jacob was one. They were all separated, divinely elected for the glory of the Most High. And I submit to us today as Hebrews and those that are grafted in. If you hear this message through the Ruach, you have been divinely or separated and divinely elected for the glory of the Most High. Now let's be about our Father's business. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you just for a greater understanding, wisdom, and knowledge of your Torah. Help us, almighty Yah, oh, not to be prideful or puffed up or self-righteous in any manner, but help us to examine ourselves, humble ourselves, oh, Father, that you truly Oh, may use us that you truly may reveal to us the mysteries of your scripture 
Father, speak to us like never before. And I pray you would ignite a fire within your people, Hebrew, Gentile, grafted in, the, the foreigner, all of us, almighty Yah, that we may hear your call to wake up the one that's to sleep. And for those who are woke to align and separate ourselves, that we may be distinguished and divinely elected to walk out your will upon the earth, O great king. You are faithful to us, your people. Father, help us to be a beautiful and good and obedient bride. Help us to prepare and to be ready. Oh, Father, for your return. Oh, great King, I ask that you cover our children. For they are our future. Help us, Almighty oh, God, to teach and to pour and to instruct and to guide and to lead them into the truth. Almighty oh, God, help us to maintain and be better stewards, excellent stewards, great stewards over what you've given us, Almighty oh, God. Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory. We'll lift your holy name, O great King, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Praise Yah. Hallelujah for the word. Amen. <clears throat> well, Pastor Karen, to separate ourselves. Amen. And I pray that everyone hears that word. Take heed to it. Um, the word of God, when it's, when, when it's given to us, we have a responsibility to respond, take heed to it. And when we don't take heed to the word that's given to us, it is an act of disobedience, which can become... Um, um, which can be detrimental for you um, when you don't obey Yah's word. That's why we're, even today, as Israelites are in this situation that we are in the diaspora, for not taking heed to Yah's word. Or people right now, some in prison, some divorced, some exposed because of their refusal to listen to take heed to the word. So let's separate it. Let's separate ourselves. Uh, Yah told Abraham, Abram, he said, come out from among your father's house and go to a place that I'll show you and I'll make you a great nation. If, 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 if Abraham wouldn't have done that, I couldn't be standing here today looking at you. Because I'm a seed of Abraham. See, your separation and your obedience it don't just affect you. It affects others also. If you're sure would not have came out and did what he did, we all would be in trouble. If Moses would, would not have done what he had done, we would be in trouble. And you can't be, you, you can't be worried about what people say. I'm not going to teach again because Pastor Karen has done a great job. But I'm going to give you a scripture to help, to help you to, to, to separate yourself and understand to have uh, courage, to have strength, to have faith. You know, what, what, what courage is... Courage is being able to face your fears, not allowing, them to, not allowing them to make you freeze up or allowing them to make you not move, but to push your fears behind you and refuse to be afraid, refuse to be scared. All of us, the, the adversary can attack all of us in fear. One of my greatest fears was, was driving on the interstate. I built an interstate, boy, woo, and scared to drive and didn't want to go anywhere and missing out. So I just embraced the challenge. 
got on there and started driving, learned how to stay in my lane. And over time, I can just go ahead and drive through now because I refuse to allow fear to stop me from doing what the Most High has called me to do. And so we can't allow fear to get the best of us. So I want to read the scripture to you all. First, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 1 and 7 says this. says, uh, For Yah has not given us a spirit who produces timidity, but power, love, and self-discipline. Verse 8 says, So don't be afraid of bearing a testimony of our Lord or to me on the prisoner, ex excuse me, or his prisoner, on the contrary, accept your share in the suffering disgrace for the sake of the good news. For God will give you strength for it. So he give you the ability to do it. Separate yourself. Come on now. You know, let, let, let's, let's be honest about it. You know, some of y'all, I know you're tired. Let's, let's be real. You know you're tired. You're tired of going through the same old, same old cycle. You know, most of us don't acknowledge curses. But, 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 but for the children of Israel and disobedience are under a curse. And you who are living in sin, you, you, you're under a curse. Deuteronomy 29, verse 17, uh, verse 19, speaks about those who hear the word but secretly in their hearts. And you know, I'll be all right. It's, I'll be all right. I'm going to go ahead and do what I'm going to do even though, even though uh, I'm, I'm in a dry place, even though I'm sinful. I'll be okay and act as if I'm, as if I'm all right, so I'll be together with the righteous. Well, guess what? Not so. The word says that y'all won't forgive you. So you won't be all right. <laughs> you won't be all right staying where you are. You won't be all right staying in the same place. You'll be in a bad place. And judgment can come your way. You know, look at 1 Kings uh, uh, 13. When the man of God was given an order by God after he got finished prophesying. He said, don't go the same way you came. Don't eat food in this place or drink water in this place. And because of the man's own disobedience, after he went back because of a prophet lied to him and, and told me the angel told me to come feed you, the man began to eat. And as they was in fellowship, all of a sudden the word of Yah came to the man and said, because you disobeyed me and did not take heed to what I told you, you would not be buried in your ancestor's tomb. And on the way back to the man's home, he was devoured by a lion because of his own disobedience and his failure to adhere to the word that Yah had given him. So, so y'all don't play with his word. I, I understand that some folks, you know, um, kind of try to want to sugarcoat it, but sugar give you diabetes. Sugar will kill you. So ain't no sense sugarcoating it because it'll hurt you. It'll just give you the real. Failure to adhere. To Yah's word can be detrimental for all of us. We should not allow people, things, money, material things, whatever, to make us not obey Yah. We should be willing to obey him in the spirit of humility. The word says a broken heart and a contrite spirit, Yah will not despise. So let's separate ourselves. Let's move ourselves from sin. From whatever's causing us to be bound, from whatever's hindering us, let's remove ourselves from those things. Let's humble ourselves, resist the adversary, so he'll flee from us and allow Yah to bring us into the place that He has called for us to be in, according to His purpose. Amen. So, hallelujah, Pastor Karen. Praise Yah for the word. Uh, praise Yah for you all who 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 listen to the word. Uh, we had a great Torah class today. It was called Standing. When you have the opportunity, our Torah class was from, from Deuteronomy um, 29th chapter, verse 10 through um, 30th chapter. Also, uh, Isaiah 
chapter 61 through 63 and 9, and Romans 9, 30 through 10, 13. And the name of the Torah portion was called Standing. And, and so whenever you have the opportunity to take, take advantage, get in the Torah portions, begin to read it, study it, pray while you're, while you're studying it, ask Yah to open up his, ruach, his word to you by his spirit so we can take heed to it and begin to, to live a lifestyle that's pleasing to him. Because he wants to bless us. He wants us to be in his purpose. Amen. So, Yahweh, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for being so good to us and for being our strength. Yeah, help us to follow in your ways, to walk in obedience, and not live contrary to your word. We thank you in Yahshua's name. Amen. Shalom, everyone.